Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who let you down this week? There's a lot to talk about this week. It was very, honestly, very difficult to pinpoint down to to one player, but I did. I'm going to go with one guy, and it's going to be Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews has been the pillar of consistency this season. He's had two 21-point-plus games in half PPR, weeks two to three. This week, he dropped a 2.5. Brutal. I know weather had a factor and all that stuff. Um, and obviously guys are going to have bad days, but when you go to count on like the one pillar of your team and then he drops a 2.5, it's rough, rough. It, it just goes, I'll tell you what, JK Dobbins is the only Raven I didn't start this week. It was brutal. It was a brutal week for me, Jen. I'm with you completely. Mark Andrews disappointed me, but he'll bounce back next week. Now let's oh. get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my excellent co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, just like for a personal standpoint, I'm just like four days. No, actually, what's day? The four, five days out from running the Chicago Marathon this upcoming Sunday with our own director of analytics, uh, Sam Hoppin. So uh, I'm a little nervous, but otherwise excited to talk fantasy football, uh, review week four, dig into week five. Uh, I mean, but yeah, excited to talk some ball tonight. Uh, but Jen, how are you doing? I'm good. I am not running a marathon. Um, I should. I'm not. No, you shouldn't. No, uh, nobody should no, do that. No, I should at least run something, but uh, I'm not. So I'm excited to uh, hear all about you and your your adventures there. But no, I'm excited. Week five, we're moving along nicely. Uh, you know, I like this time of year. We got actual data, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm excited. Brandon? Yeah, the site's got uh, adjusted fantasy points allowed, which is yes. one, of, one of my favorite metrics to look at all season, and it takes a few weeks to get going, so I'm psyched about that. It was a rough weekend for me, but I'm here, and I'm excited to talk to you guys and move forward. Everything is happy. Um, as a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode where we'll be emphasizing hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and team defense. First, though, I want to tell you about a new pickup game called No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning over $250,000 in cash. Just download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. Sign up now with promo code 444, that's 4-F-O-R-4 at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first-time deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on it. All right, let's check out our week four results. Uh, they were kind of grim, and uh, there were some hits, but mostly kind of grim. Our sleeper streamer of the week, Chris, buddy, Marcus Mariota, not a good day. He was 33rd, which is tough when your starting quarterback finishes 33rd in a league with 32 teams. Uh, <laughs> tough, tough out for Marcus Mariota. I think uh, in, in, in consolation, though, everyone was on Marcus Mariota. Like, Marcus Mariota was somebody we all thought would do well. However... If you listen to your other streamers, uh, Matt Ryan, 12th, that's that's QB1 numbers. And Geno Smith, the number two quarterback of the week. Uh, Chris, That uh, do we just start people against Detroit? Is that how it works now, Chris? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I think that's uh, that's a good way to look at it. But then also, I mean, the Seahawks offense is pretty good. But I'll have some more notes on Geno Smith here in a little bit. Excellent, excellent. Uh, tight end streamers, Hayden Hurst, uh, Big Bob Tunyon, uh, Tyler Conklin, all pretty decent there, Jen. We had a 10th, 12th, and 18th. So that's two tight end ones and a, and a solid tight end, too, with Tyler Conklin. So take uh, it. Good on you there. And your kickers, uh, Mason Crosby, kicker 13, Cade York, kicker 16. Those are right right in the realm there. Jake Elliott, uh, disappointing down at kicker 27, especially with such a big uh, big yeah. group. And you had Brett Maher in your uh, column, which I saw, which was excellent. And he was the kicker too. So crushed yeah. it, crushed it. Yeah, I should have had him on the show, but he was the one. Remember I said I, I gave a bonus, and I'm like, I can even keep going. He was the guy to keep going, but I didn't I didn't give him on the show. Um, but hopefully people read the, the column and picked him up because he was kicker two on the week. Yeah, your kicker streaming column is something I check out every week, and I recommend all listeners do that as well. Uh, defense was tough, but to be fair, I said it was a tough week. Um, and none of the teams that you could pick up on waivers really thrived last week. So uh, Miami, Indy, Houston, 28th, 24th, and 29th, not a good week. Should be a better week this week, but we'll get to that later. Uh, let's get to our sleeper streamer of the week. That's our top quarterback streamer each week. Sleeper streamer of the week. Chris, which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer for week five? Uh, I'm probably going to start uh, continue to target like any quarterback that's a streaming option that's going up against the commanders. Cause as of right now, I mean, the commander's secondary, uh, that means they've been allowing almost like 275 passing yards, like per game, like two opposing quarterbacks, like so far. I mean, that's one of the worst averages in the league. And so it gives us at least enough of a passing floor to want to start one Ryan Tannehill. Like now, while the Titans have been, like towards the back end of the league and pass rate over expectation. So we can't really expect like the same volume that we could for some of the other passers that I typically like uh, to stream. But I mean, if we're looking at having at least going up against a defense that is 28th in the league in terms of drop back, drop back EPA allowed. And then are also actually not a, like, they're actually a pretty stout run defense. I mean, they've held uh, opposing rushers. I mean, they haven't allowed like a hundred yard game like this season. And if I remember correctly, they've only given up one rushing touchdown, like in total. So while I can't expect like any defense to be able to stop Derrick Henry, like in his tracks, I, but at least it sets up well enough for Ryan Tannehill to have at least an efficient day. I mean, even if we do have like Traylon Burks is supposed to be out with the turf toe injury. I mean, we were seeing Robert Woods getting involved. I mean, Kyle Phillips is still there and Christian. I cannot, uh, Chris, I can't uh, pronounce his, uh, his last name. Oaken starts with an O. I can't remember his last name, but either way, I mean, there are enough passing options that Ryan Tannehill has been able to make lemonade with the lemons that he's been provided. So I do like Ryan Tannehill, despite uh, not at least having the pass catchers associated with him that we typically like, like for a streaming option. We're hoping Kyle Phillips comes back pretty soon. I kind of like that kid. That rookie looks yeah. pretty good. And Tannehill's game has always been efficiency, working off the play action with a little bit of rushing upside. So I like it in this nice matchup. Listeners, don't forget, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. It's easily accessible, wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. Can we... Can I interject for a second? Oh, it's gone. I was like, can we discuss? Can we discuss the photo of Ryan Tannehill with the puppy? I was going to say it's something amazing. because <laughs> that's the best photo ever, right? Like it we're is. all just talking, and, and there, there's a photo of him with an adorable little puppy. Does he have yeah. a man, does he have a man bone there? Maybe not. It just looks it from here. It kind of looks like it. He yeah. does dogs rule, and the best, my favorite thing about it is he has the chain. He has mm -hmm. the chain going on. It's it's uh it's amazing. It's the picture is flawless. Yes, credit yeah. to our producer Sal. Uh, yes. <laughs> just Sal don't miss, man. Sal don't miss. 
Uh, before we get to that, Jen, why don't you, since you uh, since you wanted to bring up the picture, uh, let's talk about Caden, the Colts fan. His question, should he trade uh, Jay Jeff for Fournette and Chase? Uh, what do you think? I think it depends on who Caden, the Colts fan, has uh, as far as running backs go. I mean, if he's if he's in need of a running back, then possibly, but I don't know. I, it's tough because both Jefferson and Chase have had down games. Chase more than Jefferson, really. But, um, okay, it's, it looks like he needs an RB2. I mean, I don't hate that. I mean, I think that, I think that Chase – will be fine and will come around. I'm sure Chris has an opinion on that uh, more so than myself, but um, I don't hate the trade if you really need an RB two. Uh, but I also like Justin Jefferson cause I have him and I'm kind of, I'm kind of into, into keeping him myself. Chris, do you have a, a bigger opinion? Oh, about Jamar chase? No, he's no, just uh, fine. Just, okay. No, I mean yeah. just about that trade. <laughs> oh no, no. I like J Jamar chase. Like, no, go ahead and get you some chase. Like right now, I know that T Higgins has been balling out. I mean, Tyler Boyd has, was actually doing his best chase impression. Just was it last week or no, I guess in week three, rather on that long touchdown score that he had, but Jamar chase still leading the team in air yards. I mean, still at least tied for first in terms of target share, red zone share as well. So it's just, yeah, I mean, chase is still the dude. I think with Kamara and Jeff Wilson as the two quarterbacks, as Caden the Colts fan has put up there, I think Fournette is probably worth uh, that swap, Jefferson, for for Jamar Chase. It's, it may not even be a downgrade, although I certainly love Justin Jefferson. He's still number one in my heart uh, mm -hmm. So uh, between them. But uh, let's get to our other quarterback streamers. Chris not only brings us the sleeper quarterback streamer of the week, he also is kind enough to bring us a couple other names to keep an eye on. Uh, so who are the other quarterbacks we should be looking at, Chris? Uh, so the second one is Geno Smith. I'm just gonna keep riding this train, man. Like I know that there's the chance that this offense could continue to implode. But if you look at, I mean, all starting quarterbacks at this point, uh, just if you compare them along, if uh, there's a chart, go to RBSDM, runningbacksdontmatter.com. It's run by Ben Baldwin. Uh, if you look at the chart that he creates that plots uh, completion percentage over expected versus EPA per play, Geno Smith is in his own zip code at this point. I mean, he's a complete outlier like through four weeks of the season at 12% completion percentage over expected. That's number one in the league. But on top of that, let's just look at the offensive metrics for Seattle's offense at this point. I mean, six in yards per drive, fourth in EPA per play, six in red zone efficiency, and 12th in pass rate over expectation. I mean, top 12 in all of the offensive metrics that we would expect to see. And it kind of helps the defense is horrific at this point, like historically bad. I mean, Jared Goff like wound up looking like Jared Goff, like from their Super Bowl one when he was still with L.A. And that was without DJ Shark and that was without Amon Ross St. Brown. So, I mean, so much has been made about this big shift for Seattle like this season, like losing Russell Wilson, bringing in Geno Smith and then trying to figure out, well, what is this passing offense going to look like? But the fact that Geno Smith can execute the Shane Waldron offense, the Sean McVay disciple-like type offense, and be one of the best passers in the league, and that's unequivocally like one of the best passers in the league. I mean, if you want to look at his time to throw on quick game, if you want to look at the throws under two and a half seconds, Geno Smith is number one in adjusted completion percentage. That's according to PFF. If you want to look at the deep passing as well, while he's back in the league in terms of deep ball rate, again, one of the highest adjusted completion percentage on deep balls as well. I mean, these are this is a spread offense. Also has, an efficient, uh, also has an efficient running game. I mean, I guess I'll hop on my soapbox for just a quick second just to, I mean, point out the fact that this is an offense that has propped up Jared Goff. It was an offense with the underpinnings that propped up Kirk Cousins, and it is being executed perfectly 
by a black quarterback, like a pocket passing black quarterback. And I think that is worth mentioning at this point. Like Ben Solek from the ringer, like brought this up the other day. I mean, it is, it is poignant for the future of the valuation of black quarterbacks that we not only try and look at the Lamar Jacksons, the Robert Griffin, the thirds, I mean, those types of those archetypes of black quarterbacks coming into league, but they can also be good pocket passers. If you put them in this type of system and Geno Smith is executing it to AT. And so while he goes up, he gets the saints this week or this weekend, which has typically been a bad matchup, but we actually just saw one Kirk cousins with some halftime adjustments, be able to get his wide receiver one in place in order to have a big game. I can see the same thing for one decalin Metcalf as well. So while, it might look like a bad matchup on paper. New Orleans 14th, if I'm remembering correctly, in terms of adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, that's uh, go ahead and check the updates like for this week. 15.9 adjusted fantasy points allowed like to the quarterback position. I still think there's enough going on like for the Seahawks from an efficiency standpoint that Geno Smith could be another positive streamer in week five. I love it. I love it. And credit uh, credit the draft picks, Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, those two tackles that they drafted. Cross, obviously, a top 10 pick was expected. Uh, but Abe Lucas has been great on the right side. And, uh, you know, this went from one of the worst offensive lines of football for years to a very solid unit looks based good. on those two tackles. It's, yeah. it's really good to see. And they're going to need him this week against the Saints. So that mm-hmm. should be fun. Uh, Jen, I wanted to ask you real quick, since we're talking about the Seattle defense and what Jared Goff was able to do against them last week. Uh I want to talk about Taysom Hill a little bit. We don't have Jameis Winston. Andy Dalton obviously is the quarterback. Taysom Hill is a little bit of a gamble, but he does seem to find a way into the end zone from time to time. If you don't have one of those like top elite tight ends, would you throw Taysom Hill in your lineup if you had him? I don't know about in redraft, honestly. I think in DFS, he's a fun play, you know, to throw out there, but. You know, it's one of those things like he's either going to get a touchdown or he's going to get nothing. And there's really not an in-between. Like, it's not like he's going to get your four points or, you know. So I think that, um, yeah, I, I think in redraft, I would rather go with one of a streaming that we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, in DFS, though, yeah, he's fun to throw in there and see if it, if he hits. Very fun. Very fun. Uh, Chris, Scooby Taylor has uh, gone into the chat and asked if they should trade away Derrick Henry for Jonathan Taylor and Gabe Davis. Uh, That's a no for me because Derrick Henry's healthy and the other two are questionable on their health and the Colts offense sucks. Uh, Do you have a different opinion? (laughs) No, I I agree. Like you hit all the all the same points that I would have made. So no, got nothing else to add. Excellent. So let's uh, talk about uh, tight ends since uh, we were just kind of segueing into that from the Taysom Hill discussion. Jen, uh, what tight end streamers do you have for us this week? All right. Well, first guy on the list is I'm going back to the well with with Big Bob Tunyon. Uh, He is, excuse me, playing the Giants this week in London. So I guess it's not it's neither home nor away. It's all away, I guess. But yeah, so he is playing uh, the Giants in London. He is at a 32 percent roster ship. So he is out there for you. Tunyon, you know, his route participation has continued to go up every week. He was at 42.9 and 48.3 in the first couple of weeks, and now he's above 60. He's at 61, you know, 61-ish um, in, the, in weeks three and four. So he's solidifying himself as part of this offense. The Giants are 18th in adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 10.2 half PPR points a game to the tight end. So I think Tunyon, I mean, last week he didn't necessarily have the volume. He he found the end zone, which was great, which, you know, he, he was tight end 10 on the week. But I think that with his route participation growing, his targets growing, all of that, I like him this week. So he's my number one guy. Um, followed closely, I mean, by Logan Thomas. I know he's not fun and the commanders are not good. 
uh, at all. <laughs> they're, they're, they're certainly not lighting up scoreboards, but they are playing home against Tennessee. Um, Logan Thomas right now is 24% rostered on Yahoo. And it's a good matchup. I mean, Tennessee is 29th in tight end a, a, a adjusted fantasy points allowed this season. Mo Alley Cox dropped to 23.5 this past week as tight end two um, on those Titans. So you could do worse than Logan Thomas. I know he's not sexy, but he's there uh, for the most part. And he should have a decent week uh, against Tennessee. Third guy. <coughs> excuse me. I need to take a sip. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Everything's okay. You can take sips. <coughs> I need to take a few, but I'll just <clears throat> go with one. Last guy is a guy that I think I've had every single week, and I don't know why people – I don't know why he's still only 21% rostered is Hayden Hurst. They're, now, they're on the road in Baltimore, which on paper, like when you're looking at it, you're like, eh. First of all, revenge game, right? We got Hayden Hurst in oh, yeah. Baltimore. Revenge. He's coming off a you know tight end 10 performance where he, he put up a 10.2 this past week. And the Ravens are 24th in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. So, I mean, it's a better matchup than you think when you first look at it. Hurst is involved. He's going to get the targets. He had a great week. So why not roll with him again uh, this week against Baltimore? So those are my three tight ends. I love it. Um, Bob Tunyon got in last uh, last week, got into the end zone last week, which mm -hmm. is something that we uh, saw a lot of two years ago and less of last year, even before he got hurt. Uh, Chris, are you bullish about Tunyon continuing to find the end zone this year in the Green Bay offense? I don't see why not. I mean, they need to figure out some way to continue to generate explosives like on offense because so much of what their offseason thoughts or hopes or whatever plans were were going to be to generate explosives like through their running game. And right now they're about league average in terms of rushing success rate so if it's not going to be christian watson i mean we saw him like at least do a couple of flashes as a rusher like out of the backfield if it's not going to be some of those deep shots to dobbs even though they, they wound up doing that once they got into the red zone i mean there's going to need to be like something that happens in between the 20s and with tunyon's route participation starting to pick up like jen alluded to i do think that it's going to have to be like some combination of him being involved in order for them to continue to move the ball down the field because their their defense isn't stopping anybody so their it, offense is true. going to have to their offense is going to continue to need to have to like rack up points. I mean, if the Patriots like waltzed in there and said that we're just going to run Damian Harris and Ramondo Stevenson like down your throats like for an entire game. I mean, there's a problem there. I mean, with as much talent that they have on defense. So Aaron Rodgers, like while he might not look that he cares at this point, like of his career and over the past like month or so of play. I mean, there's going to have to be some change like on that offense in order for them to I mean they might fall out of contention in the, in their own division. I could see the, like, as of last, after last week, the Lions could beat them. Like, I think the Lions yeah. could wind up beating them straight up if they were healthy. Uh, I like that. Uh, Tunyon, tight end 17 right now in half PPR formats. Um, I, I feel like that's going up. I feel like that's going to go up. I, I, I kind of like that pick. I uh, don't know why he's not rostered. Uh, Jen, uh, Yeatman143 wants to know if they should trade CD Lamb and Chris Godwin for Jamar Chase. What do you think? I don't know. That's a lot to give up for Jamar Chase for me. <laughs> I mean, Steedy Lamb. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I mean, I like all three players. I mean, Godwin, we, we've only seen a little bit and he was decent. I mean, he had a lot and yeah, he got a lot of usage in, coming back. So, I mean, he, you know, he may be a factor, but I feel like you're, you're giving up a lot for Chase there. So I personally would not do that. Yeah, I like Chase a lot. I'm not opposed to this, but CeeDee Lamb is coming on right now. So I, you know, and I don't see the targets that CeeDee Lamb gets going away. So I'm kind of with you, Jen. Jen, uh, what about kickers? Let's go to kickers. Is it, is it a good week to stream kickers? It is, or at least, you know, for, based on my process, it is uh, for sure. So, okay, the first guy, it's actually two guys. It's a combo. We have to kind of wait and see. 
insert Kansas City kicker, right? So Harrison Butker is actually only 40% rostered right now. So he qualifies as a streamer um, if he's back this week. If he's not, we have Matthew Wright, who is available in 99% of Yahoo leagues. But I think either one of those guys are in a really good spot. They're, they're a touchdown favorite over Vegas at home. They have the second implied team total on the week at 29. And Wright last week stepped in and posted 11 fantasy points quietly. Like nobody picked him up and, you know, he, he posted 11 points. So um, I would basically my, my first top streamer is either one of those guys. Obviously, if Budker is back, he's a must play. Um, but if he's not, Matthew Wright, he's there. And uh, they're, they're in a good spot against Vegas. Like I said, 29 point implied team total. So um, that is going to be that's that's my number one guy, guys. I guess. Second one, I know this is super boring and I, I bring him up every week and we're going back again to Mason Crosby. Yeah. I mean, they're, like I said, they're playing against the Giants in London. Crosby is only 8% rostered uh, and I get it. I mean, the Packers haven't exactly been fantastic uh, offensively like Chris was talking about a minute ago, but they're eight point favorites. I mean, we don't know right now who the quarterback is for the Giants. So that's going to be an interesting, you know, that, that total, I mean, that, spread may go up. I'm not really sure, but right now their team implied total is 24.75. And, uh, every kicker so far this season against the giants has scored at least eight fantasy points. So Crosby is, is, is in a good spot there to, uh, put up some points for your roster. If you need them. Third guy is Will Lutz. Once again, not super sexy. However, they're playing Seattle at home in a dome where new Orleans tends to play better. Uh, he's and he's only 7% rostered right now. So um, that game uh, is uh, the Saints are five and a half point favorites with a 25.5 uh, implied team total. And Seattle's given up the ninth most fantasy points to kickers this season. So, you know, if you need him, Lutz is there and he's free in 93% of leagues. Uh, I'm going to give a bonus uh, this week, a number four kicker for those of you that are really, really in need on, on a super deep league. Riley Patterson. I don't think I've ever put him or any Jags kicker in any of my <laughs> columns before, but here we are. Um, they're playing in Arizona. Um, and right now he's 8% uh, rostered, which is bizarre. Like Riley Patterson is the same roster ship as Mason Crosby and, and more than Will Lutz. Super weird. Where are we? 2022. But anyway, that game also a five and a half point spread uh, for the road team, the Jags, and they have a 25.75 implied team total. So if you're in a pinch and you're looking for a guy, Riley Patterson, I mean, I know the Jags didn't play that well uh, last weekend, but I think they may have a good bounce back here against the Cardinals, and uh, he could add add points to the end of your roster there. Riley Patterson, the kicker 11. He's the kicker 11 right now in, wow. in, in fantasy leagues, Quietly. which is, uh, yeah, yeah kind, kind of doing it. And that's like like you said, with a bad week last week. Mm-hmm. So uh, this Jags offense, uh, do you see this as being kind of a um, – kind of a, a high volume game this week. I mean, it can be right. I mean, you've got both teams are kind of struggling on defense, really. I mean, you've got, you know, Jags against Arizona, Arizona. We, I mean, we talk about Arizona every week. Like we don't even know what they are, who they are, what they're doing. So it could be one of those sneaky, you know, a high scoring game where there's a lot of fantasy points to be had. I mean, they also have, you know, Matt Prater is hurt. So they, I, I can't remember, they signed some, I think Matt Amendola, I think they signed today. So they have a new kicker going as well. And I don't know. It should be an interesting game. Um, I don't know about exciting or maybe it will be. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I've been having fun watching the Jaguars. They're just kind of a fun team to watch right now. That's been a, a fun thing for me to, for me to watch a lot. So um, Chris, uh, I saw that Sal was nice enough to answer Pedro uh, Pedro's question about having Melvin Gordon as 
their RB2 and whether or not they should pick up Mike Boone or Tyler Algier. If you mm-hmm. had to pick between the two, which one would you choose? Uh, for me, it would probably be Mike Boone, although, I mean, you really can't. I don't think you could go wrong in either direction because it does seem like at this point, like both both offenses, whether it's the Broncos like or the Falcons, like they do want to try and lean on their running game. Falcons, if I'm remembering correctly, they're 30th in pass rate over expectation. Uh, Marcus Mariota, it just it seems like they need to make that switch to Desmond Ritter like sooner rather than later. Uh, but regardless, I think in both spots, I mean, both of the both running backs provide enough juice to their offense and have been at least relatively successful in their small, I mean, like the small windows of opportunity they've had so far that while I probably lean Mike Boone, I mean, if you want to go Algier, I mean, the only drawback to Algier is that Cordero Patterson is, is coming back at some point in the season. Right. And we all saw the Caleb Huntley, at least insert some juice, like to their running game uh, just yesterday. Also, I mean, Javante Williams ain't coming back. So unless the yeah. Broncos like are going to trade for somebody like go grab one of the Cleveland Browns, like running backs that are sitting out there, Alexander Madison, I mean, whatever the case may be, but unless they trade for somebody, Mike Boone is least guaranteed for the next three months of work. Whereas with Tyler Algier, we might just see it for about a month. Are we worried about Latavius Murray being signed? I'm I'm not particularly. I mean, I guess you can, you can say that from a, cause this was the the first thing that people started talking about almost immediately afterwards that, well, Latavius Murray, he's only had like six fumbles in his whole career and yada, 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 because that has been the thing that has been ailing the Broncos for the, like the entire month of the, of the season so far, which is fine. But if you still need to generate explosives uh, as an offense, and really, unless you're expecting Russell Wilson to continue to do Russell Wilson things like with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, there has to be another way that they can do that. And Latavius Murray doesn't really offer that at this stage of his career. The man is my age. Like there's, there, <laughs> I, I'm not going out there as a starting running back in the, you know in the NFL. So why should we expect? I mean, Latavius Murray, who's been around the league for a while, to start ripping off like 30 yard runs, like at this stage of his career. So I think I, I lean more towards Mike Boone. I mean, they might yank him in short yard situations or something along those lines, but I think still, still think Mike Boone is the one that should get most of the work. If you had to pick one or the other, and you had to either tackle Derrick Henry or get tackled by Aaron Donald, uh, which would you do? Uh, I'd probably say get tackled by Aaron Donald because I think just the, just the idea of seeing Derrick Henry, like running towards me, I mean, with a, with a runway versus like, because I'm thinking like if Aaron Donald is coming to tackle me, he only has like five or six steps. Yeah, sure. But if like if Derrick Henry has like a runway in order to come at, like I just I don't want that. So I just rather I think I'd rather Aaron Donald tackling me. But the maybe one's thinking for me it's Aaron Donald because then I'm just pancaked and uh, I'm just yeah. literal a literal pancake. Derrick Henry, I feel like a stiff arm would kill me, would actually kill me. So I just I, turn I, to I dust. Very, yeah, right. Yeah, Jen, Jen how about you? <laughs> I think I'd kind of want to try to tackle Derrick Henry. I know that's crazy, but I mean, I love it. Either way, I'd be hospitalized. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> um, but you know, I am five ten, so maybe I could hold my own for a second, but not really. I mean, let's let's be real. I would be absolutely flattened. You're five ten. I didn't know that. Yeah, really? Yeah, I didn't. Well, I've never seen you before. Never so seen how me in I... real life. No, yeah, I'm yeah. totally. I'm five ten. Um, but I would me? still be flattened and hospitalized by. Uh, honestly, I'd be flattened and hospitalized by like the punter of any team. I mean, let's be too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let's be realistic. I do want to say before we go, I don't know. Somehow I had the wrong game um, with Riley Patterson, and, and I actually even wrote my streaming article about them playing the Cardinals. I don't know what I'm doing, but they're playing the Texans in Texas. Same, uh, same like numbers and all that. Same, same recommendation for Riley Patterson, but for some reason I had the wrong opponent. So I am sorry about that. 
that offense should still thrive against exactly. Houston. I still think there could be some points right. scored in that yes, game. Maybe um, even how- more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I kind of think so. Uh, however, I am definitely recommending taking the Jaguars defense this year, defensive or this week, defensive streamers. Uh, it's a good week to stream defenses if you can grab the Jaguars. I think that my other options uh, are nice and interesting and I like them, but the Jaguars at Houston is the one I would absolutely go after. The Jaguars are actually the fifth defense in fantasy this year, so they're playing really well. Uh, They've got a really, really nice run of games coming up. They got Houston and then the nasty Colts that just look terrible. The Giants who are winning but are not looking good offensively doing it outside of Saquon Barkley. And then Denver, which we really don't know what this offense is. Denver, uh, a little bit Jekyll and Hyde, but mostly the bad side. I don't know which side you'd consider to be the bad side between Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, Hyde seems like maybe he could party, but, you know, at the same time, Jekyll doesn't kill people. So not sure. Not sure which side is the worst, but we know that Denver, Denver uh, has looked more bad than good lately. So I, I think you can pick up Jacksonville. I think you might be able to hold them a little while. Uh, this matchup specifically, Houston is 26th in points per game. Davis Mills has looked uh, not like a starting quarterback so far. I'm not going to say he looks terrible, but he, he he's making mistakes. Um, he's, he's not, he doesn't look like a, uh, he doesn't look like somebody who's going to keep Houston from drafting one of those top uh, rated quarterbacks in the draft next year in the first round. Um, and the Jags are in a four-way tie with the most interceptions this season with seven. So uh, they're not getting sacks, but they're getting to the quarterback. They're getting pressure. Trayvon Walker is getting t- uh, getting pressure, doing well as a rookie. Uh, I think that they're going to create turnovers. I think they're going to get sacks. And I think that that's going to line them up for, uh, you know, a, definitely a top 10 fantasy performance this week. So I'm high on the Jaguars uh, defensively and offensively this week, but definitely defensively. I talked last week about picking up Miami. Now, obviously, that didn't work out well against the Bengals. We kind of expected that. But they have a nice run coming up, and their matchup at the Jets this week is very nice as well. Zach Wilson has a 2.9% interception rate, which was seventh worst last year among quarterbacks with at least 200 dropbacks. That's uh, per 4 for 4's NFL Player Stats Explorer. And I stole that from reading our weekly streaming column by Nick Bodiford. So uh, go check that out for sure. Uh, The Dolphins, they face three high-octane offenses in a row. So you look at where they are in fantasy points as a defense, it's a little bit skewed based on the fact that you know, those are tough offenses they face. The Bills and the Ravens and the Bengals, that's really, really tough to go up against. But when they face the Patriots and they had kind of a subpar quarterback and, uh, you know, less of a high-octane offense to go up against, they pretty much handled them, and it was a good defense to have. I think we're going to see more of that. The Jets are 20th in points per game right now. And like I said, Zach Wilson, as much as I, I like the the promise and the moxie of good old Zachity Zach, uh, he's been inconsistent at best as a starter, and I think that's probably charitable to say that. So if you need somebody, I think the Dolphins can provide some some punch for you this week finally the the titans at washington titans have been a sieve defensively they're not a good defensive play in general but if you're desperate uh, i'm gonna double down on chris's comments on that washington team and the washington offense in general it's not really something we want to look into they've looked worse every week carson wentz is starting to look more like carson wentz and i think the titans defense is going to be able to do a little bit more against this team than they've done the rest of the season. They have 10 sacks this year, despite missing Harold Landry. Uh, This could be like a low-scoring ball control kind of game for both teams. Both have injuries to their receiver core. I think maybe we see just a lot of Derrick Henry, a lot of ball control, and Washington can't really keep up. I don't love this pick, but if you're desperate, I like the options that are available for the Titans defense. Uh, Jen, 
the Titans defense, it stunk, uh, right? And the Titans have been very, very Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, Traylon Burks, I just, this isn't a streaming question. I just want to know, Traylon Burks is hurt. Uh, who are you looking at in this offense now? Because Traylon Burks was a big part of the passing volume. Yes, and you know, I actually was very off of Burks coming into this year. Uh, Me too, I, actually. Yeah, I, I wrote about him several times in different articles throughout the offseason. And, you know, I was hoping that Robert Woods was the Robert Woods that we all love. Um, but I did, I will say I did um, write up Kyle Phillips in my uh, stash article this week, which, you know, came out this morning, players to stash. He is still hurt, um, but he won't be soon. And I feel like he's, um, he may step in there and, you know, he had, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head because I didn't know this question was coming, but um, I can't remember the first week he had a lot of targets. Like he was the he target did? leader in week one. Mm -hmm. So, and then he got hurt. So I feel like um, when he comes back, he's somebody that I think, uh, people should stash now or, or in the next coming weeks because uh, if that offense does, you know, get humming, you know, for their standards, uh, I think he may be the guy. And, you know, like Chris said earlier, Robert Woods is coming on a little bit too. Uh, I was hoping that Austin Hooper would be the guy, but it's the other dude, the Chris O guy um, at the moment, or at least it was last week. So, um, but I do like Phillips in this offense. I feel like uh, once he gets back, he has, I think, is it a shoulder? I don't know. Yeah, yeah whatever, he has, whatever he has, uh, hopefully he'll be back soon. And I feel like maybe maybe he'll return to, you know, the small sample size of volume that we saw. I, uh, I like to keep you both on your toes, Jen. That's what I do. I like to throw some questions That's out right. there that maybe we didn't talk about. Down with it, I just may not have numbers and stats in my brain like Chris does, but I can at least, you know, I can at least hang. <laughs> Chagosim Okonkwo. That's the oh. guy's name. Did you check the uh, phonetic? Like, is that, or you're just, I'm j well, I'm just, I'm saying it phonetically, okay. um, but Chig, that's what they call him. Okay. Oh, okay. Chig nice. Okonkwo. Okonkwo. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good quality tight end name. I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like, like I hear that name. I think, oh, it's gotta be a tight end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think. Any final thoughts, Chris or Jen, before we go? No, I, I, I got, got nothing. nothing. No, yeah. I'm ready. Ready for this week. I know a lot of people. Struggled last week. I actually had a good week. So uh, weirdly enough, I, I won more than I lost uh, in my redraft leagues. So I know, you know, based on social media, a lot of people had very difficult weeks, but mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I came out all right. So uh, on to the next. Yep. I had a good betting week. I had a bad fantasy week. Was, I had a good college right. betting week, which yeah. my issue is that I have a great day on Saturday and then I blow it all on Sunday in DFS. That, that's, <laughs> I'm done with that though. Like seriously, I can't, I'm done with DFS. I got to just stick with betting. Cause that's, that's where, that's where the money is. Every time I play DFS, I regret it. Like yeah. I just lost everything I made yesterday in college um, on DFS. Cause I'm like, this is the week I'm going to, you know, and it just doesn't happen. Oh, we, just, uh, we just need more DFS MVP with TJ Hernandez. That's what we, we need. Do. 100%. I'll oh, just throw out one more. I'd be remiss if I didn't throw out. The, uh, since Tua Tungavailoa is not going to be playing this week, Teddy Bridgewater against the Jets is also a solid matchup and a deeper streaming option. But if you are the quarterback attached to Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, I mean, that's uh, probably a pretty good, uh, pretty good matchup or a pretty good way to make your fantasy bones. So, yeah. Excellent. Oh, and I know we're I know we're trying to wrap up, and I'm sorry, but I have to ask you this for two reasons. Number one, uh, in honor of Sal, uh, who just put this up here. That's what <laughs> I was gonna say, right? And number two, uh, because I know that you and I are are in a dynasty league together, and mm -hmm. in Superflex dynasty leagues, uh, I I'll be honest, I'm in a lot of those because it's kind of my it's kind of my league of choice is Superflex IDP dynasty. Sure. It I I was able to pick up Bailey Zap zappy late last week and early this week at about half my dynasty super flex leagues is is that really? a stash that you're looking at 
I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, like Zappy was actually one of the more, one of the most like accurate quarterbacks. Now that has nothing to do with, I mean, pocket manipulation or arm strength and anything along those lines. But if you wanted a guy to put the ball like exactly where it was supposed to be at the right time and all that, then yes, Bailey Zappy was was your guy. So basically like a Mac Jones light light. I mean, well, well, he's a, he's a run and gun thrower though. That's that's the thing he does. Like so, Mac is a super conservative, yeah, uh, passer, right? Um, or at least was coming profiled that way. Bailey Zappi's uh, more of like that Brett Favre. Um, I, I should I should use a less dated reference than Brett Favre. More of like a Josh Allen uh, mentality of I'm gonna I'm gonna muscle it in there no matter what's happening. I'm I'm a thrill seeker with so Bailey Zappi. He's I mean he he's doesn't necessarily have. It's interesting. I'm not saying he's good, but Mac Jones hasn't been good and he's hurt. I, I don't yeah. know. If it's not the worst him for free. <laughs> yeah. And especially against Detroit. I mean, who essentially has like, it's like Jeff Okuda and then like nobody yeah. else like on defense. I mean, I, I, I don't think that it's outlandish in a, I would say in a deeper, like two quarterback, like that style of league in order to get you to that point. Because if you could wind up, I don't know connecting with Kendrick Bourne like for for a decent gain I mean Devontae Parker like popped in a couple of games like as like as the team's like number one wide receiver so it's like the options are there and if they are if they do have at least a good game plan like set up for Detroit I think it's entirely possible I love it I love it and an excellent quote Bailey Zappi he's not the worst Chris not Allen the worst I, mean, nice. yeah, I like it you could do worse <laughs> shout out to our producer Sal who always uh has wonderful quarterback opinions that are very fun and enjoyable to listen to. Uh, thank you, Chris and Jen. Always a pleasure. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, listeners. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Monday Mommy, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out.